fellow humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is August 31st, 2020. I am feeling almost completely different than I was feeling yesterday. Uh, yesterday was good in really being able to express myself during a low point. And those questions that I asked yesterday um, and some more of the unpacking that happened after the episode um, really helped me get to some new understandings of what is going on, including a new diagnosis that I'm going to be exploring, namely PMDD or premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And now the symptoms of PMDD aren't necessarily exclusively connected to PMDD, the, the, but the fact that I am experiencing such extreme lows um, before I start my period and I feel much better once I've started my period um, is evidence enough to suggest that it is hormonal and um, it's not just PMS, which uh, would be bad enough, but I don't actually have um, a lot of the symptoms that people associate with PMS, including um, like cramps and stomach aches and nausea. I used to have a lot of nausea, but that's not my problem anymore. Um, PMDD, as well as I understand it and what I'm experiencing, um, causes extreme mood shifts that can and do distribute or distribute, uh, disrupt my work and honestly damage relationships. And I'm pulling that from the internet. Um, symptoms that I experience include extreme sadness, hopelessness, irritability, and anger. Um, and I also, I, all of that is true and like I'm just too sad and too scared to get anything done. So part of what I mentioned yesterday was that I had the three weeks previous to ovulating, I was developing new business relationships. I was taking on more responsibilities. I was getting more things done, ovulate, head towards period, and I completely shut down. I haven't even responded to one of my contacts that I bailed on last week. Levels of irresponsibility that are not where I usually put myself, like where I usually hold myself to a standard of respect towards other people. During my luteal phase, the time between ovulation and um, having a period, I, I just can't function. I'm so scared. I'm crying. I'm screaming. I'm like anxiety, the social anxiety, everything is just so, so, so bad. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, I've been hypersensitive for so many years now. Um, now I'm starting to see that as potentially connected um, I guess I'm not now starting to see, but I'm, I'm re-looking at the possibility of uh, some of the issues that I am experiencing stemming 
um, not only from the stress that I was experiencing, but also from getting on um, an IUD. So in early 2013, I got on the Mirena IUD, which is hormonal. Um, and I had that in until October 2017, I think. Um, I, I think I'm about three years into using fertility awareness method and no hormonal birth control um, to let my body regulate back out. And um, the symptoms that I experience during my luteal phase now are similar, if not uh, equal, uh, almost exactly the same to the symptoms that I was experiencing on a daily basis, no matter what part of the cycle I was on, because I wasn't on a cycle anymore. I didn't have a cycle anymore um, when I was on the birth control. So for the uh, four-ish years that I was on Marina, I didn't have a period. Um, and over time started developing more and more symptoms that I now associate with PMDD. So I, I believe that the Mirena IUD messed with my hormones enough to give me bad reactions. Um, and then now I'm starting to level back out. And so I feel my best for the, um, essentially the uh, week after my period and then two weeks. So I have a period for a week, two weeks of follicular phase and then less than two weeks of luteal phase. And during um, the time after my period and before I ovulate, I feel my absolute best. And when I was on the Mirena IUD, I never had two weeks of ever feeling my best. I had episodes and meltdowns um, every single day. So um, I'm just trying to unpack some of this and understand what it is that I am going to be able to do next. Um, I started taking Vitex uh, Chase Tree Berry this morning, 500 milligrams a day, um, to start balancing out my hormones from that direction. I will be doing 5-HTP to increase my serotonin levels as I have not ever responded well to SS. RIs, serotonin, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, um, those don't work for me. So I'm going to be doing the natural way of increasing my serotonin. Um, so I am going to be um, increasing my progesterone with Vitex. I am going to be decreasing my estrogen through exercise and a variety of other um, things that I'm still researching. Uh, I'm going to be upping my serotonin with 5-HTP, and then I'm going to also be doing some work to support my adrenals, including taking um, a supplement that I can't remember the name of right now, and um, breath work. So throughout all of this, I'm going to be doing a lot more breath work, meditating, um, and I'm also going to be lessening my stress by not um, working to turn a profit while I am exclusively working on my health right now. So I will most likely continue doing exposing isolation episodes as a way for me to have, um, an unedited, uninterrupted way for me to speak for, you know, somewhere around 10 minutes, uh, maybe every day. I, I'm not planning on a schedule. Um, but in general, like I deleted Twitter and Facebook from my phone. Um, I turned notifications off of my 
email. Um, I'm working on a paper to-do list. There's just a lot of changes that are happening right now that I'm really excited about. Um, and I'll just have to see where it goes. And I'm eager to find solutions. And I've never prioritized my health or felt that healing myself and then maybe later getting to do work as a healthier person was really worth it. And that, again, has a lot to do with uh, the programming that I received growing up and what was valuable and even the decisions that I made as I grew into a young person deciding what mattered and what didn't and deciding that what I am working on exclusively right now is my health um, is very new for me but I'm excited to see how it all goes and yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually feeling optimistic today. I reorganized my phone so that my homepage is just all of my health and meditation and breathwork apps um, um, and Pandora for some dance parties. And um, yeah, like I said, I just deleted things off of my phone and deleted things off my tabs and I'm just de-incentivizing and um, unprioritizing and making it more difficult to go to the activities that I don't find myself feeling good when I do them. And um, I'm the opposite, incentivizing all the things that feel good when I do it. Um, I still have some fears around being lonely um, and also not working to try and have um, external value for what it is that I'm doing, hence even recording this podcast. But I'm getting closer. And like I mentioned a second ago, the idea of getting as healthy as I can manage and then trying to work on projects is just not something that I've ever considered because I've never been healthy and I was still doing projects or still being held responsible or still being asked to do things or still, you know, needing to step up all the time. And so I just, I don't yet have a relationship or any experience with stopping everything else and just working on my health. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. And I'm sure a lot more will change and I'll keep changing my mind and making other decisions. Um, other than that, I am continuing to work on seeing if Thomas and I might be able to um, purchase a place to live by the end of the year. It will be small, and that is probably good. Um, I think that in the past, I thought that we should wait to buy something until it was um, bigger and fulfilled some more of the dreams that we thought that we wanted. But now that the majority of the time I'm going to be doing meditation, breath work, and trying to eat more so I can gain some weight, um, excessive space or responsibilities just feel like um, a deviation from the plan. So that's where I'm at now. And thank you so much. And I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.